Today actually concludes our series in the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is about the story of from when Jesus died and rose again to where we are now as the church. And Acts 1.8 reads this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is the story of Christianity. The story of Christianity, which was um, the, the story of the church, which was birthed in the book of Acts, comes down to this very commandment. It's the witnessing of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And so today we go to the end of the book, and the very last two verses of the book of Acts reads this. Verse 30 and 31, for two years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus with all boldness and without hindrance. If we know a little bit about Paul, he was once an enemy of Jesus, someone who persecuted the church, and yet through a supernatural uh, meeting with Jesus becomes a Christian and dedicates his life to being a witness for him. Now, when, when someone who is told about Jesus, and when that person makes a decision, you know what, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to believe in who Jesus is and what he's done for me. Then the Bible tells us, get baptised. Get baptized. And that's what we're celebrating today, what John and Elaine did. I don't know if, did you guys get baptized in the baptismal here? Yeah. So we actually, we're not using this today because it hasn't been used for many years, maybe, I don't know, not 60 years, but (laughs) we don't know what's in there. We don't want to find out. Baptism, and I just want to give you a bit of background. Baptism, the the best description of baptism is like a wedding. Did you ever know that when you get married, when you have a wedding, it actually is not the point when you fall in love? A wedding is a symbol of the love that you already have for the person. The commitment that you've already made to that person. The wedding is the symbol to, to witness before many people and say, this is what I believe. This is what I'm committed to. This person is who I love. Just because you put a ring on the finger doesn't automatically make you fall in love with the person. And that's exactly what baptism is. Baptism is a symbol of a decision that an individual has made to follow Jesus and be a Christian. Getting baptized doesn't make you a Christian. Getting baptized doesn't make you holy and a better person, but it's an opportunity to publicly declare to those around, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And that's what we're celebrating today. Uh, We're going to be having um, two baptisms today, um, Jenny and Tan. And to help you understand I guess the decision that they've made, we've invited them to come and share some of their story with you. And so in true uh, gentleman's form, Tan has allowed Jenny to go first. (laughs) Ladies first. 
And so why don't we invite Jenny up and share her story. Hi, everyone. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jenny. Uh, and today I'm just going to be sharing about um, how I became a Christian. So just a bit of background context. I was pretty much born and raised into a very typical Korean conservative family where parents went to church, they got married at a small church, and I was born into that church. Um, so I knew all the Bible stories. I could recite Bible verses and participated in all the Christian events. But I definitely wasn't Christian. Um, I went out of obedience pretty much because I was forced to. Um, and the Christian community that was there was actually quite gossipy, um, very judgmental, and they try to pull each other down. So I used studies as an excuse in year 10 to stop going to church, which my parents were very happy about. <laughs> um, and I made up my mind, I guess, not to go, or I didn't really want to go to church from then on. Um, so that's the backstory. And then one of the biggest things that I've always struggled with in my life is my family. So from the outside, we looked pretty picture perfect. Um, two married parents going to church, two daughters who were good and obedient and didn't really do anything bad. Um, but the reality of family life was actually quite the opposite. So I'm sure many of you can relate, but growing up as the eldest daughter in a migrant family, um, my parents own trauma and struggle to survive and fear of survival translated into a really um, over-controlling and over-critical family environment. Um, and the culture clash between me going to a very Australian school and their conservative Korean um, culture was actually really tough. And so I remember all throughout primary school and all throughout high school, we would just fight. Um, me being very strong-headed, these fights didn't end very well. Um, but eventually I learned to walk on eggshells. I learned to read the room, um, know when to stay quiet and know yeah, where to fight my battles. <sighs> Despite this, I ended up still trying to please my parents. I felt a lot of pressure on needing to do everything perfectly and to be good and to make them proud because of all the sacrifices that they'd made for me. And I felt like I did a pretty good job at fulfilling everything that they wanted. Um, I got into all like the OC selectives, got a scholarship and went into undergrad med, which is every stereotypical Asian family's dream for their kids. Um, but honestly, it was never good enough. And I think that was a big thing that I struggled with. Um, day to day, when I would fight with my dad, this was all the way up to year 12, um, I was constantly told that I was not good enough, not a good person, why couldn't I be like this, how I'd failed them. And I think eventually being constantly reminded of that daily, I really truly believed that I was worthless and unlovable and just like a sinful, horrible person. Um, and I really had no relationship with my parents. I genuinely hated them. And 
yeah, I, I, I think my prayer was that one day I'd be able to stand in the same room as them and not have any negative feelings. I didn't even hope for positive ones. Despite this, I still went to Queensland, did my med, well, started my med degree, um, and that's where I met God. So I was never planning on going to church, but randomly during a job interview that my parents didn't know about because they didn't approve of me working and studying, the guy who interviewed me after finding out that we lived close invited, asked me if I was interested in going to church. And because I wanted the job, I said, yeah, like I would be open to it. <laughs> But I really didn't want to go. Um, I ended up going, being dragged, and I didn't actually end up getting the job. But that guy became my first ever connect group leader at Hillsong. Um, and that was where my perspective of Christianity and Christians really changed. So God wasn't just some invisible being to be respected and feared and obeyed. He, What I saw in that community and in that church was that God was a loving, a living um, gracious and good God to me personally. And it was during one of the sermons on broken vessels and how God uses them to shine his light through um, that I felt God's love for me in my brokenness. I think it was the first time in my life that I felt so wholly known and completely loved. And it wasn't because of what I had done or what I could do or how hard I tried but it was just because I was me. Um, and despite all my flaws and my failures, there was nothing that could ever separate me from this love. So once I felt that, um, I was like, oh, this is a God that I want to know more about. And I want to, yeah, keep going to church to figure out what this is. Um, after giving my life to Christ though, life was definitely not smooth sailing and my external circumstances didn't change miraculously overnight. If anything, the years following were probably the hardest and toughest years of my life, as some of my friends witnessed firsthand. Um, I ended up being really hurt by friends, really hurt by the church community that I served at for five years. Um, I ended up, yeah, being really hurt by pretty traumatic breakup. Um, and also my family situation was like the same as ever, just really hopeless. But in hindsight, I realised that God had been unconstant and unchanging in his love. And even though I couldn't see it, he was working behind the scenes. And so the biggest miracle ever is that my parents literally changed overnight. My dad stopped drinking overnight. He like their anger dissipated. And to this day, he's never raised his voice or lost his temper at me again. And although healing and recovery and restoration of that relationship took a long time, God has fully restored my relationship. And I couldn't ask for better parents in this world. I'm so blessed to have such an encouraging, loving and supportive family. And like, that's honestly something that I never even dreamt of praying about. Um, and so, yeah, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the tiny sliver of hope that God gave me throughout all the desperate times. Um, and I'm just so thankful for what he's done in my life, which is why I'm really happy to be baptised and be a Christian today. Thanks for listening.
What a story. How amazing. Uh, Brother Tan. Oh. He tells me he's nervous. And he, and he said, everyone just close your eyes and don't look at him. <laughs> but look at him. I just want to firstly say thank you for my brothers and sisters and whoever's here today to celebrate this special day. And Jenny, that was beautiful sharing that testimony. Um, who was I before I found God? My background, I've never been a Christian in my entire life. I've always been a Buddhist. I'm growing as a Buddhist. But growing up was a very hard stage of my life as well. I was a sinner, a soul without a soul. I had no purpose, I had no hope. I was a very selfish soul. I was walking with the devil himself. This all started at a very young age. The separation of my mother and father, which took a toll on me, it caused a lot of pain and a lot of anger, a lot of self-doubt. I blamed myself for the separation and no child should ever have to deal with these emotions at a young age. As I got older, I numb that pain. I hid it from the world. I did what I did. I just kept myself busy. And by that, I lived a fast-paced life. The fast-paced life I was working for was the corporate world. It was just about chasing the money and being the best at what I was doing. By doing that, I led, it led me down a very dark world world where I thought I was, God, I was God and God did nothing for me and all the good things that I had was because of me and all the bad things that occurred along the way I blamed God I hated him I despised him for all the suffering that I had to go through and remember I didn't know who God was I didn't understand who he was I started hanging around with the wrong people People who were just broken like me, who were searching for answers themselves, and that the world I was revolving around was included, revolved was around partying, alcohol, bad substance, and just really bad things that did not help with my soul and my spirit. My, my life started spiraling out of control, and this is when my life turned upside down. I landed myself in jail. I will never forget the day when I was locked away in this tiny jail cell, in the dark, all alone and in the cold. I held back my fears until the point I could not hold back no longer. I remember looking outside the tiny window. <clears throat> and just looking outside. And that's when it all happened. I begged for mercy, I begged for answers, I begged for forgiveness, I begged for hope and I asked his father, give me a sign, a sign of hope, a sign of redemption or a sign that you are here with me. 
and he came. He saved me. He comforted me. He told me that everything will be okay. And he told me that he never stopped loving me. And he has never left my side. After a month in jail, I was released back into the world. And of course, I had a lot of questions that I did not understand. Was Jesus really there with me? Or was I just gone crazy? With these questions that I've been running through my mind, God answered them again. After years of not speaking to my brother Hector, we finally caught up for lunch. And I still remember at VN City, best fur fried chicken in Australia. <laughs> remember, free advertising, unlimited meals. Jokes, jokes, jokes. After receiving my meal, I was praying. And when I looked up, Hector had this stunned look. And trust me, those looks normally mean something like, what did I do wrong now? But instead, he asked me, was I praying just then? And I was shocked. And he was shocked and continued to question about why and how did this all happen. And I told him, our father saved me. And that's when he told me, and I still remember the words, you're coming to church with me. That's when, the, when I first met the amazing chapel family. And the person who truly gave me the answers to all my doubts about Jesus was Pastor Steve. His words answered all my negative thoughts that I had that I finally felt. I truly felt I was home again and living the life that were my path that our Father has given me. So Hector, my brother, firstly I'd like to say he forgave me gave me for all the wrong things that I've done in my past. If it wasn't for that day that we caught up for lunch, I don't think I'll be here and enjoy where I'm at and the journey without Jesus itself. So I thank you for forgiving me. Just like our Father, He forgave us for all our sins and I can't thank enough to all the people in my life that are still here with me, forgiving me and accepting the person I became. I now I am now closer than ever with my family. I see my father every weekend. I spend as much time as, as we missed throughout the years. I forgave him for the person he was. Because he, at the end of the day, as our father has forgiven us for our wrongdoing, we should forgive the people that has done wrong to us. And also, my outer family are not my blood I thank you for always being there for me and I thank you for coming here today and sharing this moment with me as well I can't be more blessed and more thankful for everything that you've done and everything that you've helped me through my journey as well I know I wasn't perfect I know I wasn't the, the person I should be being back then but Throughout the journey where I went through, I am who I am now. I found our Father. And I feel so much more alive than ever. So I, I can't wait to be, to be baptised by Pastor Steve. And I can't wait to, to continue this new journey without Jesus Christ. Thank you all for so much for always being there for me.
And I thank you, the chapel family, for accepting the brokenness of myself and accepting the person I am. Thank you. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> I think there's so much power in story. You know, you've just heard two amazing stories. And what Jenny and Tan did as they shared their story was this word witness. That's all they did. They witnessed to you what they have seen, what they have experienced, and what they now know to be truth. For 2,000 years, this has been the story of Christianity. That one would witness to another. And another would witness to another, just like Jesus commanded. Jenny and Tan can only share their story with you today. They can only witness to you today because someone witnessed to them who Jesus was. That's the importance of witness. Now, friends, if you're here and you're not a Christian and you're not a follower of Jesus, that's fine. And I just hope that you have heard these amazing and very powerful stories. And as you do, you might think to yourself, I wonder what's going on for me. I wonder what's going on in my own life. I wonder if God and I can work something out. Maybe there's something greater in life than just living for myself as we've heard through Jenny and Tan. And what I'd encourage you to do is, if you've got questions and thoughts, if you've got wonderings, don't keep them to, the, to yourself, but speak to someone. If you're here because of Jenny, speak to Jenny. If you're here because of Tan, speak to Tan. I gave them strict six-minute limit today, and they went over. Ask them for the 30-minute version. It's amazing. There's so much more in their story and their witness that they can share with you. And then ask yourself, is this something for me? And for all those who are Christian in this room or joining us online, Jenny and Tan would not be here to share their stories if someone hadn't witnessed to them who Jesus was and what Jesus did. And we are reminded this morning, this is our mission. This is our purpose, to share the love and grace of Jesus who came to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. We're all broken. We're all broken. But only Jesus can fix us. That through his death and resurrection, we reconnect with God, the creator who gave us life and life all eternal. eternal. God is calling you to continue that mission of being a witness to the ends of the earth. And so church, I pray, I plead, take it and go. Yes, we are the gathered church, but we must also learn to be the scattered church. So that might be your workplace. 
It might be your family, your extended family. It might be your sports club or your gym. Alpha gym, represent. (laughs) Tan posted on Instagram that I was at the gym and I've never had so many people comment on anything that I've ever put on. (laughs) But let me ask you this, Christian friend, who do you need to witness to? Not persuade, not manipulate, witness, share your story, because that's all it is. Who do you need to witness to today? Because God is good. God is good all the time. Let's pray.